Paper Cut Podcast strives to be evocative and inclusive. Every Monday, we cut below the surface with folks that make the Winnipeg arts and culture scene thrive. Welcome to the Paper Cut Podcast. My name is Jared Gocher. I'm Olivia Michaelcheck, and we're here with Carol Laflamme. Tell us about yourself, please. I am a musician and visual artist based in Winnipeg, Manitoba. And yeah, I feel like that sums it up. Basically, everything in my life is music or visual arts related. Cool. So music. Tell us about that first. Yeah, um, I'm the keyboardist and backup vocalist for Asimira. Um, We're kind of like a death pop uh, band that's like still in the works, uh, just releasing some new music right now. And things are going really well. We're heading out on tour in about a month. Where are you headed? Starting in Vancouver and then working our way back east and stopping back in Winnipeg and playing the Garrick, which is going to be really, really cool. And then heading further east after that. Right. You did a pretty cool thing this summer, wasn't it? Pride? Yeah, we played a, we played Northwestern Territories Pride um, in Yellowknife. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah. can you tell us a bit about that show? Was there a lot of people there? I imagine anything... It's a, such a silly assumption, I'm assuming, but anywhere cold, I assume there's no people there. So, like, I assume your Pride Festival there it had a very, like, small amount of people, even compared to, like, Winnipeg. Um, the funny thing about um, that show was, like, pretty interesting, actually. It was pretty smoggy up there in the summer, so I'd say the weather wasn't actually too different from here. Like, ever so slightly colder, but, like, really smoggy and thick from, like, the smoke from, like, wildfires over the summer. Um, so like the air was like kind of heavy in a way, but we were like right on the lake, which was just very beautiful. Um, we played main stage and that was very cool. Um, the people were like super responsive to us. How many people were there? Were there a lot of people? I don't know if I could like give you a head count or anything. Our, (laughs) our set actually got pushed back quite a bit because we had kind of an extraordinary circumstance where our bassist had like an anaphylactic shock Whoa. reaction to um <laughs> some food he had eaten right before we were supposed to go on and um yeah we actually have the same allergy and uh i guess um he wasn't aware that there were um nuts in the food that he ate and he didn't have an EpiPen on him so I gave him mine and he went to the hospital and he was just really not wanting to cancel the show and the people at uh, Northwestern Territories Pride were just so understanding they're like we'll just push your set back a couple hours so we played it a couple hours later I think we, we were supposed to be on I think at around like I think 9 or 10 p.m. I think I think we played at 1 I I think I can't quite remember the right. time but I remember it be like being pretty late so the people who were still there were very like hardcore like in it to win it they were yeah. there all night and they were super into it um, and like he played the show with us uh, with like another EpiPen on his amp and like there were a couple of <laughs> nurses on staff who were like watching him really closely so that was kind of a very intense yeah. trip and experience and we laugh about it now but it was terrifying while it was happening so i know i know these questions are i just have never been anywhere north is the food the same like is there like mcdonald's there yes there is mcdonald's and um (laughs) it's pretty much all we yeah we were only there for a pretty short amount of time we we kind of stayed in our hotel a little bit and um 
McDonald's was one of the only things we could eat um, because I think that the store hours were just so different and things closed pretty early. We went to this really nice restaurant. The name escapes me, but it's attached to a brewery and um, it was really, really nice. And the rest of the time we just kind of ate McDonald's because after a certain hour, there's only the pizza place and McDonald's open. So yeah. that's what we did. I got an Egg McMuffin after our set and <laughs> yeah, back so to the hotel. So uh, you have a fine arts degree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I graduated last spring with a BFA honors, um, focused on oil painting mostly, some digital photography. So when you are doing a fine arts degree, do you have to like major in a medium? My understanding is that we used to, but there's no longer really a major system because what I was hoping to do was a major in painting and then I was hoping to do a minor in women and gender studies, but there's no longer that system for the fine arts uh, degree anymore. So it's not so much about majors and minors. It's uh, whether you're doing a studio degree, an art history degree or like an honors degree, which is kind of like a combination of those two. Cool. So do you currently show art? Not right now. Um, my most recent show was uh, last summer. Um, I had a couple pieces in Montreal for a Canada-wide student exhibition that um, was really, really great experience, actually. Um, it was called uh, Peinture Fresh, and it was at Ormur, which is like on Rue Saint-Hubert in Montreal. Uh, yeah, just dropping those French. <laughs> yeah. And then I say Montreal after, like, okay. <laughs> um, and that was, yeah, it was a Canada-wide student exhibition where uh, people were selected from different universities, and it was a big group show. Like, some of the best work I've ever seen actually was in that show, which is really promising since it's all student work, like graduating student work. Uh, so that was my most recent show. Uh, right now, I haven't had too much time to do visual arts, unfortunately. Um, yeah, so I'm hoping some more shows in the future, but yeah. Is that something you'd like to elaborate on as your career, or do you want to kind of see where music's going to take you first? Um, right now, the priority is music, um, just because so much is happening for us right now that we're just kind of like riding that wave, but um, I definitely do want to do fine arts. Um, I just just recently started working at the Winnipeg Art Gallery, just like at the in the gallery shop in the front desk and just being in that environment, it's just um, makes me want to get back into art more. Um, I find that maybe um, I was just producing so much art during my degree and to suddenly be done was just kind of underwhelming in a way. There's no one like pushing me to do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess I respond better to like external pressure and encouragement than an internal motivation. Right. Uh, so um, it was weird to not have, not to be making art for assignments and grades and whatever. And the space that I had, my studio space for my uh, final year was just so nice and convenient. And just having a space to do that art in was a big motivator. Mm -hmm. I do have a studio space right now, but it's all my stuff is there, but I just literally have not gone yet mm -hmm. to work on anything. So. That's kind of challenging. Two questions. Yeah. One, working at the art gallery, do you get to go through it for free? Like, yeah, <laughs> you get a membership, uh, which is like super nice. Um, I mean, I've only been there for maybe a week now, but I'm already just so excited to be there. Mm -hmm. And they seem like they really treat their employees extremely well and want 
art to be like a big part of their lives like not just like as an employee of the gallery but just like as for like enrichment and stuff so on our first day we got an entire tour of the whole building it's huge there's all all these hallways and back rooms that i just wasn't even aware of Mm -hmm. we took a look at the freight elevator where they like move all the giant pieces of art in and like move them into the galleries on the third floor and um the vault actually ended up being open the day we were having the tour so we got to like take a peek in the vault where there's these walls and walls and walls of paintings just hundreds and hundreds of paintings and you don't usually get to see that so it was really cool seeing that like all the art that is in that building is like just really impressive do you know what's in the vault? Like, I didn't really see. I just saw like paintings and paintings and right. paintings, a couple of sculptures. Um, yeah, and like these giant crates that had big sculptures in them. Wow. Yeah, very cool. That's like very, uh, I don't know why Ocean's Eleven comes to my head, but like <laughs> a huge vault. And huge yeah. vault. <laughs> it's an Sweet. art vault, yeah. 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 Uh, my second question, um, was about being graded on art or like how assignments work for that. It seems so strange that art is something that even between artists, their styles are so different. How are you graded on art? Um, it's really weird. It's really weird to be graded on art. Um, for sure. I actually found that uh, the work that I was the most proud of and felt the best about was the work that I got the lowest grades on Mm -hmm. in my last year, which is kind of interesting. Um, I guess you have like your your assignment that outlines like what the expectations are, like different things you have to touch on. If you're like in a studio class where um, you're drawing from life and stuff like that, those are very straightforward. Um, But in your last year, it's more they grade you more on what your goals are. You tell them what your goals are at the beginning of the year and how many pieces you want to make and what they're touching on and like the concepts. So there's actually a lot of writing involved because you have to back up everything you make basically. And then you're graded according to like, have you met your goals? Like if not, like ha- have your goals changed and how have you adapted? And cause you have your, your two advisors per semester and they kind of guide you. So it's more like they're there to push you, but it's very self-guided for that last year, which is interesting. So I've always been really overly invested in my grades up until that last year where um, I just kind of found my groove and what I wanted to do and um, I kind of took a smaller course load, like two courses per semester, which was a lot easier on me and my mental health and like stress levels and working like two or three other jobs. Um, and I actually like I really focused on getting each individual piece like exactly how I wanted it. So I didn't produce a lot of stuff, but the stuff I produced, it was exactly what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of pressure to produce and produce and produce, which is like a weird concept, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I- I guess I've just never really spoken to anybody that's in art school or has been recently Mm -hmm. going to a conversation about it. So it's just really interesting, like, how you could be graded. Like, if you're in a... Could you give us an example of, like, a a rubric or something? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, an outline that you've experienced and, like, what you made? I think... uh, They probably have, like, about five things. Um... Like, originality is one, which is interesting, because that's so subjective. Um, There's also, like, quality of work, which is, like, also very subjective. Mm -hmm. And, like, if if you actually followed um, the guidelines of what you were supposed to do, like, actually following 
the expectation was like one of them too i couldn't like give you yeah and like punctuality i guess like getting your, your work in on time it's more more for studio classes it's uh it's easier to grade i guess if we're all drawing from life um and we're, like everybody's drawings are of the same thing it's yeah. easier to grade but also weird because there's like style differences obviously right. yeah. um so who are your yeah. professors? Who how who are they to be telling you your art is good or not? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's uh it's super weird. Um like I kind of joke and say that my degree is useless, but there's just I I've learned a lot and I, I wouldn't like I wouldn't change anything, you know. I wouldn't have not gone to art school. Um it really depends from instructor to instructor. I have like three instructors that I'm still in touch with and I emailed them about like what I'm doing and they're super supportive um and uh some of them have given me have been like the the toughest of my instructors but uh, it's just because they were pushing me um yeah it's I yeah because I think someone could be a great artist without going to art school I guess Mm -hmm. but I do value the things I learned like I learned how to build a stretcher and like stretch the canvas over it and like deadlines and how much time everything takes like uh, my partner and I kind of have a joke that like you have your outline and you think that's how much time it's going to take it's going to be at least like three times that amount of time basically to to make something like front to back Um, I had like a sculpture class that like I love the instructor and she was really great but like making a sculpture is just like so tough like I tried to learn woodworking in a really short amount of time and making that thing I just remember it went so badly trying Mm -hmm. to make something because it always takes so much longer than you think I guess yeah that's interesting so do you find with the things you've learned in terms of deadlines and stuff do you carry that over into your music like do you carry that sense of structure and needing to finish this by this time do you find that um some of it carries through um when we're actually writing a lot of new music right now um the difference is that when i was making my art i was kind of on my own there was five of us in the band and we collaborate um when we're writing something so everybody brings something different um i guess i learned kind of the importance of having a body of work um rather than like a bunch of works that are like super super different from each other i feel like if there's an idea i want to delve into i like to explore that idea and make like you know like five or six pieces around Mm -hmm. that concept and then i feel like i've like run that well dry I move on to something else it's kind of like that like we're when we write we kind of write in little clusters of songs so Sadie brings um lyrics and melodies and chord progressions and we sometimes change chord progressions when we're working together um and then we all kind of add our own parts and the song changes a lot because she writes um on her acoustic guitar um so we write in clusters, which is interesting. So the last three songs we've been writing have been kind of similar. But then I think of like the three songs before that that were kind of similar too. They're kind of like little bodies of work. So mm-hmm. I feel like that has carried through. Cool. And also just like visuals and aesthetics are so important to our band. Um, that That's something that I've like wanted to bring a lot of um, when I joined the project. So yeah, definitely like some aspects of fine arts bleed into right. music for me. So what do you mean about your visuals and aesthetics of the band i guess when we make like when we play live we want it to feel like an experience um and it's like something that you're never gonna see again and we 
we stay true to like our recordings, but we have like transitions and um, Sadie, like as front woman, she has like a very intense energy um, and she kind of like harnesses that. Like I feel like we all kind of go into like performance mode and we get really, really intense. Something that Sadie and I like as well is kind of like the fashion aspect, um, like being able to express like different aesthetics that way like I wear a lot of like clothes I, I would not wear in any other context and I feel just like more powerful and more like it's like a persona kind of deal mm-hmm. so like we want you to feel like you're seeing something that you're not going to see anywhere else I guess like it's an experience it's not the same as listening to the EP or whatever right. when we're playing live so that's yeah the visuals are like really intense we have um some pretty cool like EP art um, that's been made in our videos that are all like quite consistent as well. Like we kind of like treat them at like little series, little mm-hmm. bodies of work, which is cool. So yeah. who is your stage persona? You just said that you have a different outfits for your <laughs> stage persona. It's not like a specific persona, but it's like a, a like darker, more like aggressive and unapologetic part of myself that I kind of like tap into when I'm on stage. Um, I had kind of a really rough winter, honestly, uh, these last few months. So we just played Festival du Voyageur and that was our first gig, I think since July or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so we wanted to come back in like with a bang, you know, and like, it's like a big main stage and a big crowd. It's a great show. So I just kind of like took that like energy that I had like all winter, like feeling like cooped up and like all these shitty things happened. I just kind of like took that and I was just like. I just like raged. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I like to do. I just like to rage uh, when I'm on stage. Like it, it's not necessarily anything like huge because I'm still like playing keys. I need like my arms here. <laughs> but like I like tapping into, yeah, that part of myself and like just like looking people in the eyes sometimes when they're in the crowd. Sometimes I'll look like above their head and like past, but it's like a weird space that you're in. Sometimes I feel like the set feels so short I just wish it was longer because you're kind of like floating in this weird like space with your with your bandmates and you're all in in it together and people are there to see you and yeah and like I feel best when I'm just like dressed the way I want to dress and like exploring different like aspects of fashion and stuff and yeah cool cool what would you say is so festival de voyage that was a good show for you guys what was your best show and worst if you had to pick (laughs) one of each oh my gosh hmm well we played in tokyo and that was amazing Mm -hmm. um it wasn't our biggest crowd or anything but it was a huge uh accomplishment um that was i think that's one of our best shows we've ever played um that was just amazing we, yeah, I just joined the band, like, in 2015, I joined the band, like, late April, early May, and went on tour with the band for the first time, like, in June. It was all really, really fast, and then that November, we went to Tokyo, so it was all still really, really new for me, and I feel like hmm. that was just a huge, amazing experience, because we were selected to uh, represent Canada. It was, like, a trade um, expo thing between Japan and Canada called Canadian Blast um, through, I think... SEMA um and yeah they do this program like I think it's every couple of years and they select like four acts across Canada to go represent Canada and we got selected which was like a huge honor and when we went there just like taking everything in it was amazing so I guess the experience was more about the trip than the show 
And as for like worst gig, I can't. Honestly, I'm blanking out completely. Like, was maybe there any like bad like experiences cheesy. at a gig? Like, was there something that happened like before or after the show that was like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I told you about the anaphylactic shock that Mario oh, yeah. almost. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that was like yeah, that was really minutes, stressful. <laughs> but like that was really funny because he was really, really wanting to play the gig. So um, there was no way he wasn't playing the gig. So like right. we like he really turned it around. Like. Um, it was a really like life or death experience and we turned it around and we played like a, a great set which was cool it kind of a weird situation um as for like other weird gigs like we had a show um this past summer on tour where like this guy was just being kind of weird with me and like being super pushy and like hitting on me in a really weird way even though like I kept saying like I have a partner like no thanks and mm. I ended up kind of like spinning that and selling him a bunch of merch <laughs> 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 I hope he's not listening to this like he was okay it was just like he really wasn't like listening to me when I was saying like no thank you like mm. thanks so much for like thinking I'm interesting and liking our show and supporting us but like please like respect that I'm not interested in that yeah, in yeah, that, really. yeah, does that happen often? Sorry if that's like no, I, mean, I get hit on no, all the no, time. That's what I mean, but no, I mean, like, your your band is fronted by two very like strong women, <laughs> and it's a the type of music is like I would say typically not female fronted bands. Would you say that? Yeah, uh, I or guess maybe I'm wrong. That's um, okay if I am. <laughs> I don't know if I would like. I think there's, like, so much great music um, that's more, um, like, dark and brooding and moody um, that is female-fronted. Um, I do think that we have, like, something really special, honestly, in this band. Like, I kind of joke around with everyone and say, like, man, like, I, I want to listen to some new music, and but nothing's, like, really scratching my itch like it's not what I want to listen to and I just like listen to our EP is that normal I don't know <laughs> Yeah, that's so cool. I really like our band and I really like the music we're making so I'm super excited about that but anyway yeah it is kind of like a weird thing that does happen um either people like yeah people sometimes focus too much on us being women mm -hmm. and that's kind of weird but I think it's not I think it's something we need to talk about I think that's fine but when people are like wow exceptional like a band with two women in it that's like really actually good like are you surprised you know like, is, is that surprising like there's plenty of bands like I listen to mostly female fronted bands honestly right. so I'm like it should not be surprising mm -hmm. that like this band is good and um Sadie was telling me that she um she's at like some kind of appointment like hair or nail whatever I don't know what appointment it was um and she was telling like the technician about the band and the technician was like oh you another another woman hey like that must be kind of weird and hard like bitchy like weird vibes and I'm like she's telling me about this and we're both kind of laughing already like we get along so well we're very like we're very close and we laugh a lot and we're very much on the same wavelength about a lot of things and we joke about like having the same brain sometimes right mm -hmm. um but like I don't know people are very confused if there's like more than one woman in a band they're used to having like one front woman and like dudes mm -hmm. backing her up and like that's not at all like 
the vibe of our band like each person is just so important and integral like yeah like our bass lines are like super important and Joel who just came in the fold like I think last year or maybe it's been longer than that actually he feels like he's very much part of the band and he's the newest member and he has like these amazing like drum patterns that he does so versatile and like Tyler who can play like every instrument you can imagine and um writes these like incredible lines and solos and can play guitar and keys and drums and bass like everything and is also like a producer and like then Sadie who is like one of the best vocalists I've ever heard in my life and like an amazing lyricist and songwriter so like each person is really important but like people get confused when there's two women in a band Mm -hmm. I don't know why that is I think that's just like kind of a formula that a lot of bands unfortunately like have because I don't know why but People assume that we have, like, beef or something, and it's like, that couldn't be farther from the truth, yeah, I think, okay. honestly, so, yeah. Okay, I, I've got one more final question. Okay. Um, so, I'm assuming it's going to be a busy summer, spring, summer for SC mm-hmm. Mira. What about your personal art? Do you plan on, on having a show or, or progressing that a little bit more this summer as well? I think my goal is to go into the studio and actually actually make it to the studio and um, make some work. I've applied to a couple of shows that unfortunately like didn't pan out. Um, but like, I mean, there's always opportunities that crop up. And I'm sure that um, even just working at the art gallery it has like given me like a renewed like interest mm-hmm. and energy um, to like come back to my work and approach it. I really do miss painting and it's something I really want to do again. Um, I hope I remember how to paint when I get back to it. But yeah, um, I really, really hope that um, I can do some more visual art for sure. Awesome. Cool. Uh, I just want to ask you about your favorite SC Mira lyric. Like you, oh, like just one line. you, you oh talk about God, Sadie. So like pressure. Sadie was the best lyricist. <laughs> so I want to uh, hear the SC Mira lyric that you love. Oh. Uh, um it's funny because uh well mexico came out like last last fall last summer yeah the song mexico um and uh i mean i love this song but it's it's uh the song that i say is probably the least sc mira and all the stuff we've released so far but um so sadie kind of wrote about this like experience of um or she's writing about other people's experiences and uh, of of traveling to like resorts and stuff and kind of like poking fun at that um like we all know people who do that like um <laughs> people want to chill and they want to go have like a very like clean and sanitized version of what whatever country they're going to so they go to a resort which is odd to me but I won't get into that <laughs> anyway so that's kind of like the theme of the song she's kind of poking fun of, at that idea of like going on vacation but not actually experiencing the place or actually talking to the people who live there. It's more just like it could be any hotel anywhere across the world. It would mm-hmm. be the same. And she has like this line, I'm the only person here top of the untoppled tier. Huh. And I thought that was like really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like maybe like the way I interpret it is like untoppled tier. Like you're kind of like in the top percent of like privileged people who can afford those kinds of vacations and I just thought that was cool and like I'm the only person here like nobody else is real you know like I'm the only like I'm experiencing this and everybody here is like a prop or you know it's just yeah I thought that was a really good lyric but there's so many good ones so 
yeah, definitely take a peek inside the the vinyl <laughs> when it comes out and just read those lyrics because they're really great. Oh, they're in. What do you think about putting lyrics inside an album? I love it when I can see yeah. them and I'm like, Me oh, too. I actually yeah. know what they're saying. I'm bummed when they're not there yeah. because uh, there's a couple of songs on the new Always album that I love and like I have to look them up online because the CD that I have for whatever reason doesn't have like an insert with lyrics and I just really want to know. What they're singing about, and sometimes the internet isn't accurate. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I really like having the lyrics on the insert. I'm the kind of person who still buys CDs. And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulls out the little, like, pocket and the little book, and I, like, flip through it and read the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think there's, like, an art even in the packaging, and we put a lot of thought into that. So definitely peep that when it comes out. Oh, we'll Those peep lyrics, it. yeah. We'll peep yeah. the lyrics. We'll peep the lyrics. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. And thank you for letting us cut deep on Paper Cut Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Just a reminder, you can find all of our cuts online at papercutwinnipeg.com. Here's a cut from our interview next week with Alex Kohut. So there's a lot more stuff like that, that like nostalgia factor where you... They're kind of like now cultural icons because they were they were around for so long and like so ingrained in our memories that like when we see it, we're like, wow, that's great. Starter, great, cool, champion, great.